Welcome to our podcast, where we address current topics about market volatility and investing during turbulent times. I am Sherry Stevens, President and CEO of Stevens Wealth Management Group. Joining me today is Jason Gunther, CFP, and the CIO with our firm. So today is March 21st, and with the tragic event of the Russia invasion of Ukraine, and the beginning of the Fed announcement of increasing interest rates for the foreseeable future, we thought it'd be a good time for sharing our thoughts and hopefully bring you some useful perspective on the investment front. This market has been extremely volatile in 2022. And as of today, the S&P 500 is down 6%. However, last week was one of the best weeks since 2020, actually the best week since the year 2020, up 6%. But the market does not like uncertainty. And certainly the invasion of Ukraine and what comes after is of huge concern, politically, as well as how economies will be affected. We have seen a surge in inflation even before that event, which is the highest we have seen in 40 years. If it will stay that high and for how long is a real concern. It seems reasonable that some forces having to do with supply chain disruption and oil prices may not be as permanent as other factors like wage increases. We can imagine a day where supply chain disruptions resolve, interest rates slow inflation, but not likely to be able to reduce wages in this tight employment market that we have. You may remember that during 2020, oil prices actually went to zero. So things can and sometimes do change very quickly. The money supply has increased substantially in the last few years. As the Fed and Congress addressed COVID and the economic shutdown that followed. So more than low interest rates, this is likely to be the driver of too much money chasing too few goods, which is the classic definition of inflation. As of this week, the policy of raising interest rates has begun, perhaps overdue, to address this issue. So Jason, can you talk about how clients might want to think about their portfolio when they have a longer term time horizon? And also for those who might need money for a specific reason over the next year or two. Thanks, Sherry. So for someone that has a long-term investment horizon, we're always going to have periods of market volatility that's caused by a variety of factors, whether it's 9-11 or COVID or the situation we're going through now with Russia and Ukraine. Market sell-offs that are related to geopolitical events are typically short-lived. We've gone through many crisis-related events in history. And if you look back, on average, the markets are higher when you look out six and 12 months afterwards. On average, the S&P 500 has been higher over 80% of the time one year later after historical geopolitical crises, and that's going back to the 1940s. It's not guaranteed, of course, and there's always some exceptions. But it's really important to have your portfolio in a position ahead of time in a diversified manner instead of reacting afterwards. The way that we typically recommend getting through events like this is by having a balanced allocation where you own stocks, you own bonds, and you want to have sufficient cash set aside too. The cash component is very important. You want to have cash on hand to cover living expenses and other shorter term needs so that you're not having to sell stocks at an inopportune time. 
The amount that you should have can vary greatly depending on a number of factors, but we typically like to keep at least a year's worth of living expenses in cash, especially for someone that's retired. It's important though to maintain an allocation to equities after retirement for most people due to inflation and to get some growth in their portfolio over time. Stocks have historically been a good hedge against inflation over the long term. You can benefit by owning stocks in businesses that can pass along higher costs to consumers. From a historical perspective, commodities, for example, have not been a good place to be over the long term. Commodities as an asset class have actually been negative over the past 15 years. It could be changing, though, if commodity prices stay above trend in terms of prices over the long term. Going through market volatility is always uncomfortable, though, but we expect to have volatility when we're building portfolios and with our overall investment strategy. For someone that has a short-term need for money, those funds really shouldn't be invested in the stock market. So money that's needed in the next few years to buy a house, if college expenses are around the corner, things like that should be in cash and CDs. There's also some higher yielding savings and money market accounts out there. You're not going to earn much, but you want those funds to be in something that's very low risk, so it's there when you need it. Well, thanks, Jason. You can always learn something from history. Actually, since I was around in the early 1980s, I remember what inflation and interest rates were like then. Beginning in the mid-1970s, inflation was at 12%. And by 1980, it was at 14.5%. Paul Volcker became the Fed chair and began raising interest rates very quickly. By 1981, the Fed funds rate was 21%. I can remember my first mortgage was around 12%. So I guess while interest rates seem like they're going higher now, they're, they're really nothing compared to what it was like then. So as Jason mentioned, historically, we've had many disruptive periods followed by market volatility. That's nothing new. But with some exceptions, of course, markets are typically higher about a year later. We've navigated through many periods like this one. And that strategy he described being prepared ahead of time with cash reserves and good diversification should really help you keep the emotions at bay and not making big mistakes, trying to time the market. A statistic we often quote is about what happens when you miss the best days in the market. For the last 20 years, through the end of last year, the S&P 500 has averaged about 9.3%. There were actually 4,500 trading days approximately in the last 20 years. If you miss just 20 of those best days in terms of your return, your return actually dropped to 2.5%. That's, that's a big miss. In 20 days out of 4,500, aren't very many days. Fidelity actually did a study on one of its best performing funds years ago called Fidelity Magellan when it was managed by legendary investor Peter Lynch. They wanted to learn why the actual investors in that fund didn't perform as well as the fund itself over the same time frame. It turned out it was because they were buying and selling depending on emotions. Selling when things felt dark and the markets were down, and buying more when we were having a good year, a back-to-back good years. You can imagine how that ended. They had very, very poor performance. And timing is very, very difficult. So Jason, just to wrap this up, 
Are there any bright spots in our current environment that you could point out? Sure. So in light of all the recent negative news, there are some bright spots. Both corporate and consumer balance sheets are in good shape overall. Corporate earnings are still growing and profit margins continue to be above average. The labor market has stayed strong. Current interest rates are going up, but are still manageable. Consumer spending has also been holding up quite well, despite inflation surging. In addition, not all stocks are down. Technology stocks have taken a hit recently as interest rates have risen, but energy companies, for example, that can benefit from higher commodities prices have done well in general. Financial stocks should also do well as interest rates rise. A big thank you to Jason Gunther for joining me today, and thank you for listening in. We hope you found this helpful. Please let us know if you have any topics for future podcasts, and have a great day. For more information, visit our website at stevenswmg.com.